Hey, listener, this is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We are actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to UpMyInfluence.com slash guest. Let's get on with the show. All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of The Thoughtful Entrepreneur. I'm your host, Jen Amos. And today I have with me Maureen Mwangi, who is the CEO and founder of StartWord Consulting. Her website is startwordconsulting.com. Maureen, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Jen. I'm so excited to do this. Yeah, yeah. Especially at the time of this recording, it's springtime. Apparently it's sunny there in Texas. It's sunny here in Virginia. Don't have a lot of complaints. (laughs) Not at all. Let's enjoy the weather. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Well, Maureen, I'm very interested in learning about, uh, learning more about your company, StartWord Consulting. Um, You like to primarily focus on product-based brands. And I think in the online world, we often think about, let's say, service-based types of brands or service-based type of businesses, but you focus specifically on product-based brands. So tell us, about that. Yes, that's my zone of genius. And actually, my company was founded, <laughs> started at, at, as a conversation at the dinner table with my parents. Oh. So my parents own a product-based business uh, back in Kenya. So I grew up seeing them selling products, talking about product-based businesses, but the number one challenge they constantly had was marketing and branding. Mm. So when my dad would come home and be like, I don't know how to market my products. I don't know how to brand my products, especially because at that point in time, there's a huge surge of um, businesses and entrepreneurs coming from China. So Mm. lots of counterfeit goods were coming in and you'd be like, how do you brand and market? So I decided to pursue an education in marketing. And that's how I landed at um, a marketing agency known as Nielsen, did a lot of forecasting, research, predictive analytics, then ended up landing at a client agency where I focused a lot of food and beverage. And I realized that the vast majority of my experiences on product-based businesses come online to the uh, online space. People are just talking about service uh, based businesses and also a lot of people were piecing fragmented information from the service people and putting over to the product space and things were not working so one of my friends was like why don't you just do growth strategy for product-based businesses and it just started like that (laughs) my friend was like do it I started like that and it's just been fantastic to just be one of the few people giving product-based information and information that works right because selling a product is very different from selling a service yeah, yeah. And let's talk about that clear difference for people that feel like they can sort of, uh, you know, they, they sort of think there's this cookie cutter strategy to all businesses, but there really is a fine difference between service-based businesses and product-based. So tell us what the biggest difference uh, you have found, um, you know, as a product-based uh, expert. Um, the biggest difference is in, in the service space, you're branding yourself. Mm. You're branding the person who's delivering the service. Yeah. In the product space, you're branding the product. So you're talking about the product, you're talking about the benefits of the product, you're showing people how to use it. You're really trying to um, articulate the transformation of the product while in the service, you're articulating your value and, and sharing that message with the people so they can see the transformation. Yeah. I wonder what's less pressure, uh, promoting yourself or promoting a product. I feel like a product, it's kind of nice because I feel like you sort of have something to hide behind. What do you think about that? <laughs> I, I think I think of what you just said. 
<laughs> yeah, I wonder I wonder if that's the case cuz uh as much as I like being in in front of the camera and and talking and stuff like I think it would be a nice break to like, you know, put put a product under a spotlight of sorts. Mm-hmm. Yes, the, the thing that's hard about the product based business is the logistics. Mm-hmm. Like there's so many things that go into a product based business compared to a service based business even when you look at the P&L yeah. Right. Because product, you have to think about cost of goods. You have to think about fulfillment. You have to think about shipping. The things that we service-based people don't have to think about. We just think about connecting with somebody on the call, delivering the, the service that you promised, and finishing up with them. Yeah. Right. For product, yeah. you have to think about manufacturing, shipping, fulfillment, logistics, warehouse. It's so much. Yeah. Tell me, cause I, you know, I think that for a service-based person, they're probably thinking like, oh my gosh, that's a lot of work, but tell me Maureen, what is the advantage of being uh, in the product-based business versus let's say service-based? Personally, I would say is if you like to see like physical transformation or see the product do its job, the product spaces really well. So for example, mm. if you're selling skincare and somebody's probably going through a, a really bad skincare condition and you sell a product that works and just seeing that transformation mm. is magical. Like it's, yeah. it's literally on your face for the service. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. customer has to tell you, right? Right. If, if, the, if you're doing through a business coach, the customer has to tell you how much money they're making. If you're doing mindset, the customer has to tell you. So you sort of have to dig for that information. Well, for products, you just see it. Yeah. You know, I never really thought of it about it that way. I think when it comes to service base, it's really about, um, it's very verbal, right? It's all about the verbal testimonials and, you know, kind of taking that client's word for it, you know? And so ideally the more testimonials, the better. However, just like what you're talking about with skincare, when I think about my friends who were in the skincare industry, it was always about the before and after photos and how impactful it was. Cause you know, a picture says a thousand words. Right. And so, um, so I really like that uh, distinction for people that are really looking for those tangible results or get a, get a kick off of it. Right. It's yes. like, yeah, product-based, a product-based business would be very fitting for you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Maureen, one thing that uh, really separates you from your competitors is that you like to uh, leverage data and tie it into real insights. So tell us about that, the importance of leveraging data to tie it to real uh, insights that could, that leads to results. Yes, I'm, this is my, I love talking about this because <laughs> oftentimes as entrepreneurs, especially in the small and medium-sized uh, space, we build data based on, uh, we build businesses based on how we feel. Mm. It's based on what I like, what yeah. I think. But when you look at how the big brands do it, the big brands use data to inform any strategy or any um, insight yeah. that they decide to do. And yeah. so, Seeing that as a vacuum in the small business space is something that I wanted to come in and feel because scaling a business doesn't take a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Scaling a business is basically looking at what has worked in the past, duplicating yeah. those efforts and amplifying the results. And that comes from data. Data doesn't lie. It tells you what works and doesn't work. And yeah. as a business owner, when you learn to lean back on data, I personally believe that decision-making happens fast and becomes so much easier rather than dealing on emotions and being very subjective. So I think data is a backbone of every business. 
Data is the number one thing that will allow you to scale. And also data is the number one thing that will allow you to be profitable. And I say this because it goes back to pricing. You come into the product space, people think they can price something for 20 bucks because they've seen com- competitors do it or it feels right. But maybe mm. that price point isn't profitable for you. So you need to go back and look at your your raw materials, the finer details, the numbers that would ultimately lead to the final price. Yeah, I really like how I really just like your take on the importance of leveraging data, because like you said, um, most small businesses uh, take their business personally. You know, it's like it's like raising a child, essentially, uh, for a lot of businesses. I know my husband and I, we don't have kids, so our business is very much, you know, our <laughs> child. And and we definitely take it personally, especially my husband does, because he's the one who who first started it. So um, but I really like the whole idea of like if you lean against data, it helps you make decisions faster because you're not so uh, tied to the emotion. You're you're looking at it at a more objective manner. And I think just like what you said, it, it really helps businesses um, again, like make decisions faster and also just, uh, scale faster because it's not really about like the emotion. Although yes, it's important to love what you do at the same time, you know, you do have to add some logic in there. And part of that logic is uh, leveraging data. Exactly. Yeah. So Maureen, um, obviously you love what you do. I love how you're a numbers person and yet you seem like a very enthusiastic person <laughs> and it seems like you really love what you do. So, uh, give me an example. You don't have to name drop or anything, but maybe a, a recent client or a company uh, that you've worked with, um, where you walk them through this process and help them, you know, grow their product-based business. Oh, yes. Uh, I wouldn't name the client, but I did work with one of the largest um, hair care companies that are based out of the UK. So nice. initially when we started working together, she had an assortment of about a hundred plus products. Mm. And she constantly would say, I'm unable to sell these products. My revenue yeah. has copped out. I don't know how to move these products. Mm-hmm. Uh, come back, I told her, just send me the expert, your sales export, and I'm going to take a look at it. Literally, when I mined the data, only 20% of her products were generating 80% of her revenue. Wow. So the recommendation was, if you chop your assortment by at least 50%, you're going to make an additional $150,000. Wow. I I imagine that was like hard for her, but maybe not (laughs) when she saw the numbers. It was actually really hard. It took her about four months to process that information because like you said, our businesses are our babies. And then you're getting an external person telling you, you need to cut your assortment in order to make this. But four months down the line, she's like, Finally, I I see how I'm not able to move my products. I see how I'm not able to deal with manufacturing. I see how I'm not able to deal with marketing. And because of that, I'm chopping everything and I'm only going to have 10 products to sell. Mm. That's exactly what she's doing now. So just the 10 products that would move her business. She's gotten into a huge packaging redesign, now planning to get on to um, one of the largest retail companies in the UK, just because now she's laser focused, knows the products that are selling and can actually now have a conversation with the buyer too. So, yeah. so later on, she was like, I feel a sigh of relief and I'm glad I invested in working with you because it takes a process to see how everything comes together, especially if you've done this uh, by, by yourself for 12 years. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, that that's magnificent, Maureen. I mean, and I, I really appreciate you mentioning how it's not like she looked at the numbers and was like, okay, I'm going to run with this. Like it was, a, like you said, it was a process. I'm sure it was an emotional process, a mental process, obviously maybe a systematic uh, process to change. And so here she is months later to be able to look back and be like, wow, like Maureen, if it wasn't for you, because I was so invested and in love in my, you know, 12 year old business, you know, to be able to trust you. And now here we are being able to scale and grow. Thank you, Maureen. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love it. Maureen, let me know. Obviously, you like I mentioned, I just really appreciate you know your vibe and your energy. Uh, what are you most proud of so far with Starward Consulting? Oh, I would say the impact this business has had on female entrepreneurs. I mm. just I had one client who literally just had an idea, started working with me, and in a year has a six-figure business, left her corporate job, making more than her corporate job, and just seeing her thrive. Like, I'm like, this idea, this business is because of me, and just seeing you excited, happy, coming back to give back to the community. She's now one of the master coaches in Mm. my program. Just gives me so much joy. Like, the example I gave you, people getting into retail through strategies that work, drives me. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. And then also the fact that my business has a one-to-one model. So for every student we enroll, we also sponsor students uh, in Kenya to pursue higher education. So love it. My 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 purpose is transformation in entrepreneurship and in education. So having a business that allows me to do both of them just gives me joy every single day. Your parents must be so proud of you, Maureen. Yes, they are. <laughs> <laughs> from that cop, from that dinner table, that dinner dinner cop, uh, table like conversation to here you are now being able to help empower these female entrepreneurs as well as help women back in Kenya, um, I think is uh, pretty astounding. Um, all right. So Maureen, before we get going here, uh, I know that something that is extremely important for you is to tell our listeners to pursue your dreams. Um, and you have a quote that I really like. It says, don't abandon your seven figure brand for a six figure paycheck. Tell us about that. That quote came up at a very pivotal moment in my life. So mm. I started my business on the side while I was working in corporate. Mm. And at that point in time, I was also getting other opportunities from other leading Fortune 50 companies. Mm. And my business was growing fast. So it was either I quit my full-time job and go into my business, or I leave my current job, go into another six-figure paycheck as I run my business. Mm. And I couldn't get myself to make the right decision because I don't like making decisions. I'm the kind of person that just give me one option and I'll go with it. If you give me more than one, I'm just going to get completely Right, right. So my mentor, I, I went and told my mentor that I have this business that is growing, but I know startups do take a while before they become profitable. They can stand on it by themselves. And I'm also really scared of taking this huge leap of faith because running a business is a leap of faith, right? Yeah, absolutely. And and so he said, literally, that's what he told me. He said, don't leave your seven-figure empire for a six-figure paycheck. And the minute he told me that, I just submitted my resignation letter and started running some consulting full-time. Oh, that so, is so if powerful really, I know. So if you're really trying to make a decision, if you're at a crossroad, you know what is right. But one thing I have learned is don't let fear stop you. Yeah. It's just a limiting belief, but it just doesn't exist. And for me, when I look back, it was fear. I was scared of not having an income. I was scared of not having a schedule. I was scared of my business not being successful because sometimes you can be like, what if I jump and then I don't get customers anymore? Because when you're doing two things, when you have an income, 
you can be like, oh, this is just a side hustle. Right. This, but, but I did it and it's been the best decision ever. Yeah. And uh, you definitely should give yourself a pat on the back because not only, you know, were you able to take that leap of faith for yourself, but you helped other many female entrepreneurs, as we mentioned, um, to maybe um, I imagine take that leap of faith as well and really uh, grow their businesses and show them that it is possible. And I, I totally get that. I mean, for me, part of why I've been self-employed for a decade is because I did get fired from four jobs in my young 20s. So like I had no choice, but I can see what through my friends, you know, like kind of that fear of like, you know, Know, going from the nine to five, you know, into, um, into running into their own business. It's like, if you've never had that kind of experience or you don't have an example, you don't have models, um, you know, who also have, uh, walked that path. It is difficult and it is scary to think like, oh my gosh, like I'm going to leave this stable, cushy job with benefits to be able to follow my dreams. Like, oh my gosh, that's scary, but Hey, <laughs> we only have one life to live. Right. Right. Maureen. And so, exactly. you know, and, and to have people like you exist, I think it, you know, helps give people inspiration inspiration, knowing that they could do it too. You can do it. You can do anything you tell your mind to do. Awesome. Well, Maureen, I have thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed our conversation today. And as I mentioned, I always like to cover all my bases, make sure you shared everything you wanted to share. Any final thoughts before we go? What I would say is just do it. <laughs> just do it. Keep moving in faith. Just notice what shows up in our life. Keep moving in faith because the excitement of this process is just going through the journey itself. Mm. Like entrepreneurship is hard, like everybody says, but they don't tell you what it means to be hard. But I think for me, in my own opinion, it's just, it's a learning process. I think yeah. it's personal development and steroids. And it's just been fantastic to see myself morph into somebody totally different, to see myself develop a very thick skin. And I wouldn't have gotten this opportunity if I didn't better myself and if I didn't take a leap of faith. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree with you with the whole, uh, this is really personal development on steroids. Cause it's like, you have no choice. Like you have yeah. to really, uh, take a lot of rejection. <laughs> you have to have a lot of faith. You have to mm -hmm. take a lot of risk and you know, it's all a mental game essentially. Yeah. And so to see where you are today, Maureen, and as I mentioned, just all of your accomplishments so far, um, it's just great to know that people like you exist. And I hope that our listeners will be inspired by our conversation today. Thank you so much. That means a lot to me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, thanks again for being on. Uh, and again, to our listeners, this is Maureen Wongi, who is the CEO and founder of StartWord Consulting. You can learn more about her and her company at startwordconsulting.com. Thank you all so much for joining us and we'll chat with you in the next episode. Tune in next time. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com dot com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag UpMyInfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. 
We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Mm-hmm.